Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Sarah is fighting a really nasty sore throat. 
and has lost her voice. And that's not great for podcasting when you have a sore throat. So you'll be hearing all from me today in case you're wondering where Sarah's at. And we appreciate you guys tuning in. We got another great show for you where we welcome Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and she is a clinical psychologist who helps millions calm their anxiety and be their authentic selves. She serves on the faculty at Boston University's Center for Anxiety and Related Disorders and is the author of How to Be Yourself, Quiet Your Inner Critic and Rise Above Social Anxiety. And today we talk about perfectionism and anxiety, and she really breaks it down in ways that I've never heard before and is super valuable for me and hopefully you guys as well. As someone who identifies as a perfectionist, I really loved today's conversation with Dr. Ellen. So as always, thank you guys for tuning in, for sending us those emails, giving us feedback on the show, those five-star reviews on iTunes and telling your friends and family about the show. That's how we continue to grow, to get all this information out to you guys. We're really here just learning right alongside you and loving the process. So thanks so much. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Ellen. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to talk to you. So today we're going to talk about something that I can definitely relate to. I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to. And that's a couple of things. One of them being perfectionism and the other being anxiety. And I'd like to start with perfectionism and why understanding these things in the root of them is so important, how they show themselves in our relationships and how we can deal with them better. So let's dive right in and maybe you can tell us what perfectionism is and we can go from there. Sure. So I'm so glad you're asking about these topics because I think they're they're so important. And the Venn diagram of these two things, anxiety and perfectionism, have so much overlap. So they're very, very close cousins. Um, the definition of, well, I guess the lay definition of perfectionism is not necessarily or counterintuitively striving for perfection, but really it manifests as a sense of never being good enough. And people don't often identify as perfectionists because we're not perfectionistic in all of our life domains. I've had many people say to me, well, I'm clearly not a perfectionist because look at my house. It's a mess. Or I'm clearly not a perfectionist because like I, you know, I don't plan way ahead. I'm not super organized. But really any domain of our life, whether that be productivity or appearance, or, you know, in some cases it certainly could be cleanliness or, you know, the appearance of our house, or it could be work achievement or how good you perceive a parent you are. Any of these domains, if we have this chronic uh, sense of never being good enough and striving and striving for this, that really taps into perfectionism. And the ultimate is, you know, you're a perfectionist if you base your self-esteem on striving and achievement in a particular area. So students might base their self-esteem on their grades, or um, somebody might base their self-esteem on how much they're accomplishing in their career. 
You could move this to any domain of life. And if you are what you do, that taps into perfectionism. I'm relating to this a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Most of us do. (laughs) So you're not alone. I have a lot of questions. To me, maybe one of the best ways to start to recognize this in ourselves and to deal with it is to understand where it comes from. So maybe you can explain how this might develop in our personalities, obviously rooted in childhood experiences. And then we can talk about how to, to work on feeling like we're good enough. Absolutely. The, the, the goal for all of us. Absolutely. Um, so where it comes from. So a lot of research has been done here by Dr. Thomas Lynch, and he um, is a perfectionism researcher. And he posits that perfectionism comes from three things. Two of them sound familiar, nature and nurture. So we're probably familiar with those. Uh, perfectionism can certainly be um, genetically based. Uh, if we came from a household that might have been a little over-controlled, um, kind of suppressed, perhaps like that, that might be something that's passed on genetically. Then there's the nurture part. So perhaps our family of origin taught us to be hypervigilant for possible mistakes, to keep an eye out for where anything might go wrong, to focus on flaws, and to, again, base our self-worth and self-esteem on our striving and achievement on what we do. So that's nature nurture. But also there's a third component that uh, Dr. Lynch talks about, and that is coping. And in our Western society, when we cope in kind of a perfectionistic manner, if we are a little bit of a workaholic, if we have all of our stuff together, like if we're on top of it all, um, if we... uh, say, you know, I feel really exhausted or bad or I'm grieving or just any number of negative emotions, but I'm going to be strong. I'm going to push that down and just put a good face on. That's coping. And all those things in our society often get us good things. Um, So if we get reinforced throughout life for coping in kind of an over-controlled way, we learn, oh, this works, this makes people happy with me, or this gets some payoff. And so I'm going to keep doing this. So just to to recap, so it comes from three different domains, nature, nurture, coping. Can we talk a little bit about the nurture aspect and how our parents parent us or how we're brought up might uh, contribute to perfectionist attitude? Sure. So we might have been brought up in a family of origin that taught us, you know, not to show fear or doubt. Perhaps if we were, I don't know, I'm making this up, on a sports team, like we're on a little league team, and we're kind of unsure, or we want to ask a question, or um, we're nervous from all the pressure. If we were taught, you know, just go out there and, you know, be strong and get it done and like be confident. We learned, you know, not to ask questions or show that we were afraid. We learned that, that if we did show those things that they would kind of get, maybe not steamrolled in some families, I'm sure they got steamrolled, but in others um, probably got invalidated or just uh, dismissed or just, we were told to suck it up or be confident. And so if we learned not to show 
weakness or um, to be unsure or to have a question, then that we we learned to um, our our family of origin uh, taught us to just keep pushing, to to push, 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 and that would get us good things. It's good to know to have that perspective of where it comes from. And obviously it's not an exact science here, but for me, at least I can look at those things and say, okay, like this is not who I am. And I'm a product of these things that the nature, nurture and coping, and I don't have to be that. And that's what I want to go towards next is how we can start to frame things and feel like we are good enough. Absolutely. So Many of us are taught to measure our worth by performance. And by performance, again, this could be in any number of domains. It could be um, how well we do at work, you know, how far we're getting along in our career. It could be productivity. It could be um, our appearance. I've worked with a couple of uh, clients who uh, these these happen to be uh, women and through a variety of, you know, this, this, the soup we swim in in this society were taught that what they had to offer was their looks. And so they measured themselves by their, uh, their performance in their appearance. It could be how well we parent. Uh, so our performance is often the only egg in that basket. And what we want to do in order to uh, broaden how we, okay, well, let me just say, the ninja move is to stop evaluating ourselves at all. But that's that's really hard and goes against human nature. So what we can do instead is to think about adding some other eggs to that basket besides performance in terms of you know how, how we're doing, how our life is going. And three eggs that I often uh, encourage people to, to, you know, to start to cultivate are connection. So are, are you connecting with other people? Are you feeling supported? Are you supporting others? Do you feel like you have some close relationships? So connection. The next is enjoyment. Perfectionists turn wants into shoulds often and do a lot of shoulding of themselves. So a nice example uh, is I had a client once who discovered an old uh, ukulele from college in the back of his closet when he was cleaning it out one day. And he said, ooh, I, I remember this thing. This was so fun to play this in college. Okay, I should start practicing again. Okay, I think I should practice 20 minutes a day. That should, that should do it. And I should really take lessons. So now I should get online and look for the best instructor in my area. And all of a sudden, just in this you know, split second that it took him to think of these things, he turned something fun, like, ooh, this discovery, into a chore. Now he has to practice. Now he has to find lessons. Now he has to find the best instructor. And so perfectionists, we, we do this quite a bit. We turn wants into shoulds and really focus on the things we should do in our life. But then... When we have all these shoulds stacked up, that that's no fun. And so what often happens is we start to rebel. This is called demand resistance. And so when we, when we sense that we have a lot of shoulds, a lot of demands in our life, we start to bulk. We start to rebel. We procrastinate. 
we might kind of kick the can down the road. Um, whenever people come in and say, I just can't get motivated. I just, I don't know why I don't want to do this. Like I, I, I want to, I don't know, like lose 50 pounds or I want to move forward in my career or I want to do X, Y, Z, but I just can't, I just can't do it. Oftentimes it's because they've told themselves that they should. And that is, is what's making them rebel. So if we can turn some of those shoulds back into wants or allow ourselves to do the things we want, then that allows us to add some enjoyment back to our life. So performance, connection, enjoyment. And the last egg that I found to be pretty effective is service. Are you leaving a legacy? Are you leaving the world better than you found it? Are you helping out your fellow humans? And that's very different than performance. So by adding these different eggs to your basket, performance ceases to be the only measuring stick by which you uh, evaluate yourself. And plus, you get the benefit of connection and enjoyment. You get to have a little bit of fun. You get to feel connected to your fellow humans. You get to feel like you're making a difference. And all those things can nurture us much more than performance alone. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earnin app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. 
Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving relationship advice listeners 10% off when you visit hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H E R O dot C O. How can someone who's with a partner who is a perfectionist or is exhibiting these qualities and they might not necessarily themselves, how can they support their partner in the process of feeling like enough? So how can a partner support a perfectionist? Yes, exactly. Yes, absolutely. So stop trying to help. <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of folks will, um, will offer advice or, um, help or guidance. Well, I would do it this way, or, you know, uh, I, this worked for me, but the, when, when we're just trying to help, it often comes across as criticism. It comes across as, well, what you're doing is not good enough. And so I need to intervene and help you. This comes from a good place. This comes from a, you know, a, a good place in our heart. We are just trying to help. But something gets lost in translation. And when we're just trying to help, that's, what we're, that's the message that we're sending. But the message that gets received is you're not doing it right. Or that's not good enough. And so what you can do instead is to ask, can I, how can, can I help you? Would you like any assistance with this? How can I support you? And you might get back, nothing, I got this. And then we can listen. <laughs> or you might get a specific request um, and then you know what to do and where your help and guidance is welcome. And sometimes that is the hardest thing to do is to not try to help, right? Right, right, absolutely. Because we want to be helpful. You know, this, this, goes, this, this feels wrong when we step back and stop trying to help. This goes for kids as well. Like this goes for, uh, especially teenagers. We often see them doing things and we're like, whoa, I would not do it that way. Or like, oh, that's not going to work. But we do need to you know, judiciously step back and let them 
figure it out. Let them learn their own capacity and gain confidence by muddling through it on their own. So let's talk a little bit about anxiety. And maybe you can start by explaining how it intersects with perfectionism. Sure. So anxiety is fear cast to the horizon. You know, fear is uh, when something is, there's a threat that's happening now. Anxiety is, but what if? Or what if something bad happens? It's, it's the unknown. Anxiety is driven by uncertainty. So when we don't know what's going to happen, we don't know what they think of us, uh, we don't know how this is going to work, we feel anxious. And that intersects with perfectionism because perfectionists are often really worried about what others think of them. Uh, they will often outsource um, their own self-esteem to the opinion of others, but we can never really know. Uh, very seldom will somebody tell us exactly what they think. And, and so uh, perfectionists are left in this very uncertain uh, you know, muddle of, well, you know, are people thinking badly of me? Am I not good enough? Let me push harder. Let me uh, strive more so no one can ever criticize me. So that's the intersection of anxiety and perfectionism. And how can someone who's experiencing this fear start to identify it and cope with it? Sure. So I think the the sense of my, my phrase is the sense of having like an internal cattle prod, like that there's, there's a lot of shoulds, there's a lot of I need to, there's a lot of I must, um, there's, a, there's a sense of, um, you know, zeroing in on what we could have done better or what we wish we would have done. That this, um, any, any of these senses, this kind of perpetual dissatisfaction and dread and sense that we're not doing it well enough um, is kind of the, the, what makes your spidey senses go off and say like, hmm, you know, maybe this is something I should deal with. So I think one important thing to know is that confidence and motivation work in a counterintuitive way. We, okay, so let's, let's take motivation. We often think that we can only do what we feel like doing. Like I feel like going to the gym or I feel like, you know, sitting down to play piano. Um, but really that can work backwards. If we know we have enjoyed something in the past, if we know this is something we value and would like to do and adds to our life, we can go ahead and put action first. We can lace up our shoes and head out to the gym. And usually we're glad we went. Usually our mood catches up. We can sit down at the piano and start playing and then inspiration finds us. And again, we're glad we did it. So Confidence works the same way. So in anxiety and perfectionism, we often think that we have to have it figured out in advance. We have to know how this is going to turn out. We have to know that we are going to have hit it out of the park. But then we often get really stuck when we don't know how to start or something goes wrong at the beginning. We get really uh, bogged down in that. So what we can do is, is to, first of all, build build that in, build in throw spaghetti at wall as one of the steps or build in 
I know there's going to be a couple of do-overs or build in, figure stuff out as one of the steps. And then as we kind of, you know, muddle our way through and uh, figure it out as we go, rather than having to have it all figured out in advance, that's how confidence grows. We don't have to be confident and know what we're doing at the outset. It grows and catches up as we go through the task. So just to recap that with motivation and confidence, we think we have to be motivated before we start. We think we have to be confident before we start. But really, if we just start, start get, if, we, if we just get started and we, we can trust that we can figure it out, that we can roll with the punches and that our mood and motivation and confidence will all catch up. So you mentioned both of those things in relation to dealing with anxiety. And as you were explaining them, I actually thought that they were just valuable perspectives to take into our relationships. If we think that we can only act to do something positive when we feel like it in the relationship, maybe something you hear on this podcast, it's probably not going to (laughs) happen, you know, because we don't feel like doing the things that are hard for us, you know, talking to our partner in a different way. It just, if we are communicating in a pattern that's negative, we probably learned that from childhood We've brought it into our adult relationships. So that's what we feel like doing is repeating that negativity. But we can take the motivation and say, I don't have to wait to feel like putting that into action. I'm going to start with the action. So when you said that, it really resonated through that lens for me. I thought that that's a valuable thing. And and same with confidence in a relationship. We don't have to know what's going to happen because we don't. But if we have the confidence to put in the steps and and figure it out as we go, that is another really valuable perspective to take. Absolutely. Uh, One of the kind of catchphrases I like to use when I'm working with clients with perfectionism is this is an experiment, not an exam. And so again, with, with perfectionism and, you know, oftentimes with the anxiety that goes along with that, we feel like every action is like a referendum on who we are, that we live and die by our, by our next action. So we have to get it right. And so it, it really helps to shift that from thinking about performance or, or, or whatnot as an exam to thinking about it as an experiment. Let's see how this goes. So if you're, you know, listeners, if they're, if they're trying to talk to their partner differently, they, it doesn't have to be, I start now and I maintain that always and forever perfectly. It can be, let me, let me try that today. Let me try that in this conversation and I'll see what works and I'll see what doesn't. And then I'll go from there. Like I can evaluate it and experiment as we go and we can work through this together. Because oftentimes the idea that we have to reach this high, rigid, you know, sometimes arbitrary standard really stymies us. And then we don't do anything. So if we can lower, not lower the expectations necessarily, but lower the pressure, then that frees us up to get started. And we can, again, just experiment and see how it goes, see what works. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. 
When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code I do when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney Show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts, and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. What would you tell someone who's trying to shift into that mindset of every action is not a referendum about who they are and more into the let's see how it goes and and this is an experiment? Yeah, I would. There's a couple of things that I often recommend to clients. One is... Let's think of, you probably have a friend who just kind of, you know, rolls with life and, you know, can like, is super flexible and rolls with the punches. Um, So we're not necessarily saying that they're doing it right and you're doing it wrong, but let's take a page from their behavior. Let's try on their attitude 
in a certain situation, just like you would try on a new outfit and just see, see how it fits you. And so to, to experiment with putting action first, again, so, you know, put behavior first and to test, test it out. And if you don't like it, you never have to do it again. Just, you know, if you don't like the outfit, you don't have to buy it. No problem. So, um, so I'll often advocate, you know, trying on that attitude or trying on, um, and it might feel weird at first. It's not what we're used to. And that's, that's totally fine. So that's one. Another thing that I will often advocate is stop trying to save yourself. If there's, if there's something that you're doing to make sure that people think well of you or you're, something you're doing to make sure that you're performing well, that's called a safety behavior. And that thing is getting the credit for you doing well. So for example, I'm working with a, a client with perfectionism. She um, happens to be a stay-at-home mom. She does a lot of volunteer work for um, her children's school. So she was putting together some thank you bouquets for the teachers at the school. And she she noticed, she showed me a picture and they were gorgeous. They were just beautiful. My jaw dropped. But she felt like they weren't good enough. And so her plan was when she was going to hand these out to each teacher, she was going to point out the flaws. She was going to say, I'm really sorry. These flowers are starting to open or I'm, you know, oh my God, I'm so sorry that this ribbon doesn't match the the flowers. And so she was going to point out the flaws in order to pull for compliments, to pull for reassurance. Like, oh no, these are beautiful. Oh, you did such a nice job. And so her pointing out the flaws, she was trying to do that to save herself. That's a safety behavior. But what often happens is our safety behaviors backfire. So if so for her, if she was going to, you know, imagine her handing a beautiful bouquet of flowers to a teacher and then saying, I'm sorry, these are not, you know, I'm sorry, these are starting to open. They're not good enough. Um, that makes the teacher feel like she has to take care of my client. And then, it all, then also that makes the teacher feel like she has to, then, then she looks at what she perceives as the flaws. And then that teacher is probably less likely to give ever give flowers or, you know, do something in return for the client because she's like, oh my gosh, I can never reach this woman's standards. Um, you know, in another example, like if you go, if you go over to a friend's house to eat and you compliment the dinner, if they were to say to you, oh no, this is not this, sorry, the, the brownies are like squishy in the middle and like the, the soup was too cloudy and oh my gosh, there's like crumbs every, this, oh, I'm so sorry, this is awful. Um, you're not going to invite those people <laughs> to over to your house to eat because all now you think that their standards are so high that they're going to criticize you. So my, this is a very long way of saying that safety behaviors backfire. So stop doing the things that you think are keeping you in good standing with others because those things, those little behaviors are getting the credit and we want you to get the credit. When you mentioned visualizing, you know, that friend and trying on their attitude. I love that. It's kind of like a hack. And I immediately visualized uh, Jeff Bridges from The Big Lebowski. He's, nice. if you don't know the character, <laughs> the dude, those of you listening, do you know it, Ellen? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. And, you know, he's he's got some flaws, but he's very laid back and nothing bothers him. And he's dealing with like these gangsters and he's just... You want to be like the dude. And so I, I think that's valuable to emulate behavior in a way that it's like a visualization and or another way could be your own self and say, what would my best self 
do in this situation, maybe. I think that's a, a really valuable tool. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. And again, this is an experiment. So if, you know, if trying on the best of the dude doesn't work for you or it, you know, d- doesn't feel right, that's fine. You don't have to do that again. But I think the um, the notion of trying it on um, comes bundled with some flexibility because that's ultimately that's what we're trying to do with perfectionism is to rather than, you know, walking the tightrope of what we think is the appropriate behavior to perform well and save ourselves. Really, we can realize through some flexibility that instead of walking a tightrope, we're really strolling down a, a freeway. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Ellen, for coming on the show and sharing with us and our listeners, some great tools to deal with anxiety and perfectionism, or if we have a partner who's dealing with that, how to support them. So before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online and if there's anything you want to leave with them, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. So uh, listeners can find me online at ellenhendrickson.com. I've written a book uh, specifically about social anxiety called How to Be Yourself, Quiet Your Inner Critic and Rise Above Social Anxiety. And there is a partner video course uh, there on my website as well. Our listeners can find all of that information in our show notes and on our website at idopodcast.com. And thanks so much for coming on the show, Ellen. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, We really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You were listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.